what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by the 2019 Foot Candle Film Festival. This year's festival will be held September 27th through the 29th in Hickory, North Carolina. Learn more by visiting footcandlefilmfestival.com. Like it's good to be alive And I'm a famous rapper Even when the past are all crooked D I can show you how to do si I can show you how to scratch a record I can take apart the remote control And I can almost put it back together I can tie a knot in the cherry stem I can tell you about Lee Ferrickson I know all the words to De Colores And I'm proud to be an American Me and my friends are Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 19 Volume 2 of Big Fan, the number one summer stop podcast for everything cool that's going on in Hickory, North Carolina and the surrounding areas, Hank. Mm-hmm. I'm Chad East, and I'm a big fan of bachelor parties for men over the ages age of 40. Sunday matinees at the Carolina Theater in good old Hickory, North Carolina, and multiple fantasy football drafts coming soon. My name's Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of being able to walk outside and not burst into a sweaty mess. Pro teams that hate each other and are willing to show it in LeBron's Taco Tuesday obsession. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, so tell me a little bit about LeBron's Taco Tuesdays. I need to hear about this. So the man's got a lot of time on his hands. Yeah. You know, it's off-season and everything. And, you know, he's been at a bunch of Brawny's games. Yes. And he's, people say he's making a fool of himself. He's, li- he's living, man. Living life. Yeah, and he's loving his kid. Yes. Don't hate on him for that. So how, how does the tacos come into play? So every Tuesday he eats tacos. And you know he's got some, like, special chef there, right? So one night he just was on Instagram. And he, he was like, you know what today is? And he's... Taco Tuesday, and then right. Bronny did it, and everybody else. Now every Tuesday he's broadcasting this thing, and it doesn't matter where he's at. Anthony Davis was with him. Right, he did it from the set of Space Jam. He just he's just living. This is why I think it's interesting because I got this in, a, a text from Addison Fox, and he said, "Guess what day it is today? It's Taco Tuesdays at Addison Fox's house." Right, so he's trying to get this hype started in our neighborhood. Taco Tuesday, the same thing. I got this little audio message. You know how many people showed up for Taco Tuesday? One. His son. Boom. (laughs) He said, I bought all this meat. I got all this cheese. I got all these taco shells, and nobody came down. Nobody for taco came for Tuesday. Tu- taco Tuesday. Uh, maybe next week. I'll yeah, try to hit that's you. Rubbing up, the streets right there. That's tough. Tough love there. Tough but anyway, love. Um, yeah, a lot of great, great things happening, Hank. And let's start because everyone is dying to hear. <laughs> oh gosh, how the hickory. All-star team did in Smithville. Yep. 900 degrees. Yep. How do we do it, Stites? It's Stites. How we do? Okay. So we went down there feeling somewhat confident. But, you know, it is – the tough thing about Stites is there's probably four or five teams that are good and then a, maybe just one or two that are, are probably the host and maybe doesn't have a great one or, you know, right. whatever it is. Yes, yes. So we came in there feeling pretty good. So we get in our first game. We play Thursday night. We do the opening ceremonies, which the opening ceremonies last year were here uh, at the Crawdad Stadium, which was great because you're oh, in cool. the you're in a great environment. Crawdad Stadium, kids are on the pro field, whatever. Two dollar beer. 
I don't think they were selling beer. Well, these people have us on a field, just on like a little league field, right? And they have us out in there. And they, for an hour, they do a Hall of Fame for an umpire. They do a guy that was involved in Smithfield. They have the mayor talk. They have the city manager talk. These kids were out there dying sure. in the heat, yeah. like dying. By the end of it, we were all sweaty messes. We didn't want to play. You know, you're just like, come on, let <laughs> yeah. us get out of here. So we finished that. We go. And but did it make them feel important? Like, hey, this is a no. big state. No, it didn't. They just no. wanted to play. No. This is big, we don't care about the we, mayor of Smithfield. No. Let's get and going. And the parking lot they're building. We let's don't care get about going. Okay. Let's get going. Got it. So we, we go to our first game. We play this, uh, this place called Green County. Okay. Boys were feeling pretty good about themselves. The other team, they were coming in. They looked, they had swagger. Mm-hmm. They looked, you know, good, everything. What I did find out, though, is these kids have played with each other for a couple of years. Yeah. So it's not like it's just an all-star team. That's the problem. Is like our rec department and other people's rec departments are a little bit different. So not everybody is on the same playing field. Understood. Right? So we get there, and uh, we go down pretty early. Okay? We go down uh, 5-1. Okay, we're going into the about the third inning. Scrap back. Six five. Okay, going into the last inning. Some things happen. They score a couple runs. Mm-hmm. Make a long story short, they're up thirteen five. When we Ooh. go into our last at bat, which is the bottom, right? Yes. We turn the bats on. Dang. Okay. We start scoring runs, things happening, putting the ball in play, putting pressure on them, right? Next thing you know, it's 13 11. Good gracious. Bases loaded, no outs. Mm. Strike out, strike out, ground out. Oh. End of the game. We were climbing that mountain yeah. and then it came down. So we lost our first game. Right. Well, coach, how do you get the boys up after a, you know, a tumultuous experience like that where they're, roller coaster of life down come back and then finish just short of the goal how do you get i want to hear what coach imer tells these kids well it's funny that you say that because yes. the coaching moment when you walk off a field like that and we had a pretty tough like it was we were riding that high and then we came crashing down and so we go out into the outfield you know as a team we go out to the outfield and there's a couple of tears being shed mm-hmm. from some of these boys right so i go into my speech talking about that's a good team and it, they proved it to us in those first five innings. But we could have beat them, and we're a better team. And we proved it in that last inning, yes, right? Yes. About, about that far into my speech, it's like a finger comes across my shoulder mm-hmm. and goes on my lips. This didn't happen, but it's like this <laughs> happened. Okay. To tell me to shh. It was yes. another assistant coach of mine. And he goes, stop. Stop crying. Nobody started crying. Oh. So he addressed the crying. This guy's tough. Okay. He's tough. <laughs> Same one that about ripped down the fence. But he was he was not having the crying, yeah. which was a good thing, right? We this is, listen, we we got two more games. Yes. That's not time to cry right? yet. Right. Yes. And plus this isn't this isn't any reason to cry. Yeah, we, cry listen, sure. somebody's gonna make a last out. That was part of his point. I don't want to misspeak because I think he got a little upset with the way <laughs> that I was talking in the last podcast. <laughs> no, 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 in the last podcast he called okay. me on maybe maybe I said something that was his words or something but <laughs> um but you know you you've got to get back into this this whole the whole frame of thing yes. so we went to the next game okay the next game comes about we're up we're kind of winning big right seven three going in the last inning they score four seven seven are at bat wow is last we end up uh scoring one run winning right congrats yes. going to the next game we ran into a team called williamston williamston they just has a big boys mm-hmm. big boys right 
and they were just a better team. Beat us. Were they the eventual state champs? They lost in the final. Oh, wow. They lost to South Johnson. So you didn't get a chance to play. We didn't get a chance to play them. So Williamston ended up they, – they just had some big boys. But you know what? It's good because you get to see, like – plays in that kind of environment you get to see kids make smart plays Mm -hmm. you get see kids get pressure put on them you get to see how parents react you get to see what's in it it was just a good environment and you know to be completely honest we were a pretty good team yeah but there were some great teams out there and so you know i don't feel like i don't feel like we left anything out there and the best part of the whole thing is that night we get done about 4 30 all the parents were like we're it's too late to drive back to hickory we already have our hotel room what are we going to do Let's have pizza go out by the pool. Perfect. We went out by the pool. Those kids acted like a bunch of idiots. Right. Had a great time. As they should. Had a great time. The best part of this whole thing was, is while we're out there, this this cat, the first night we get out there, there's this guy out there, and it's him and his mom, or him and his wife and her mom. Not with the baseball. No, 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 no. Okay. They look like they're pretty leathered up. They've been in the sun (laughs) days, right? Yes, yes. He's there for three weeks. In a Smithfield Hampton Inn because he for his job and yes. his wife and her mom just came down to see him to hang out right yep. they were just pounding beers beautiful pounding beers the night that we lost and we went out there and we were going to order pizzas they're gri- there's a grill out there and they're grilling out right there's asparagus wrapped in bacon <laughs> and all this stuff going on right beautiful. at Lobster one time m- my assistant coach and I were sitting there watching him they're moving stuff on the grill the grate falls out oh. of the grill and he catches it. It's like, you know, it's like scalding hot and he catches it and then throws it back on. He's like, (laughs) like he's going to make any impact in it. But uh, those kids acted like idiots. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And we just left the next day. But it was a good experience. But, you know. On to the next sport. That's On right, to fall, man. baby. So the thing that you can take away from this, you, your coaching staff, and the kids, and the parents – that is, they'll learn from every single minute you sure, were there. You absolutely. know, from the speeches by the mayor to the ball game itself to the being in the hotel room with the team, the swimming in the pool, seeing the drunk dude with his scarred hand. Every they'll remember these. They things. will remember these things. Oh, that's they what, will. Being a kid is so fantastic. It is fantastic. So and you know, the funny thing is, is you have moments on the field. Now, you know, I remember moments with my kid and stuff like that. You know, he went out to pitch, and. He wasn't expecting to come in at that point. It was it was a, a tough point of the game, and I remember sitting there talking to him. And I'm like, you know, relax, let's chill, let's have have a good time. And I could see kind of like his nerves kind of fall off of him, and him like, and it was a good moment for me and him. So you know, it's something we'll learn, we'll have together. So it was good, man. It was a lot of fun. But again, that was a lot of baseball this summer. Yes, I'm ready for another sport, another season. It's going. I mean, you must feel like you've got. Uh, you just quit a job. You know I, what I I'm saying? With all the like time that, that you're going to have free I, now. I do feel like until that. Until when? Football. You play, y'all play flag or something? No, we play soccer. You play soccer. Okay. Which, you know, it's next week. Exactly. <laughs> so One week to chill. And but Harris, to tonight the, I was like, Harris, what are we doing tonight? We're going to go hit after nice. work. That's just what he wants to do. Good for him. So We'll yeah. see. Get ready for next year's state. Next year's state. So while you were at the wonderful state tournament, as in my uh, pre what is the intro intro thank you to uh the podcast today i was at a bachelor party for 40 year old plus men right so there's right, just so let me ask you this yes. so usually when 20 year old bachelor parties that's charleston vegas yes myrtle beach whatever right. where, where was this claremont we went to bethlehem okay yeah, so, no, okay, okay, yeah okay. so we were in bethlehem on the on the lake you know and, okay and 
you just described it perfectly. Let's talk a little bit about the differences between a 23-year-old bachelor party and, let's say, generously a 43-year-old person bachelor right. party. I might be a little older than that, but in that vicinity, you know, okay. 40-ish. Let's 40-ish. go. Low the 40. gentleman getting married, 40-ish. First marriage? First marriage for okay. this gentleman. Very nice fellow. So we meet, you know, in Bethlehem. And so instead of, you know, we, we get in a car and it's not crazy. It's not like uh, a zoo. It's suit dudes sitting around in a chair and the fans on, you know, outside. <laughs> and I, I didn't, I really didn't know what to expect because I got there late. It started at 630. Well, yeah. some of them had started on the golf course much earlier. So, you know, everybody's in their different kind of shape as they roll into the bachelor party. So I see six guys, two guys sitting on a cooler, a couple dudes sitting in chairs with fans blowing on them. Mm-hmm. No music, nothing, just shooting the bull. And I was like, so I guess this is the way it's going to be. And I, I'm happy about this. I don't need to go here and there and everywhere if you know how most bachelor parties sure. operate. We're going to stay put, and we're going to talk. I bring my speaker out because it goes everywhere I go. Was that, was that agreed upon that you I were staying put? I mean, so, or some is of that the, what you just yeah, – that's, that's what, what I, that's what I didn't know what to expect because some of the dudes that were there I've never met before in my life. Typical bachelor Casually clothed? Yes, everyone had their their clothes on. No, but, I'm no, I'm saying casually clothed, like oh, t-shirts yes. and mesh shorts. They had been playing golf. Then they went surfing on the lake, and so I roll up in the same kind of gear. I've got a bathing suit on and a t-shirt, but just in case, in my backpack, Chad pack, Chad pack, I've got the speaker, two I've sunglasses, got a, two sunglasses, pair of leather pants, <laughs> and a real tight t-shirt <laughs> in case we do go to the clubs. Okay. okay? So anyway, I walk up and immediately know we're not going to the clubs. We're going to sit right here. We hang out for about an hour and a half, and it's funny. We talk about, like, work. Like, a couple of these guys were teachers. They talk about uh, some of their students and the the accomplishments of their students from the year before. You know, I'm talking about printing, and, you know, we got a new press. It's just funny, these conversations. Sounds sounds exhilarating, right? So then have a couple, you know, talking still. Then we go on a sunset cruise Eight dudes on this boat, sunset cruise, talking about, isn't this the best time of the day? Oh, you know, yeah. you know those conversations. Oh, yeah. So we cruise around for two or three hours. Come back. A couple guys have to leave. It's 930. And, you know, well, wife's calling. Got to go. Got to go. go. And so bachelor party ended at 11. 11. No, nothing terrible at all happened except great conversations. We sang a lot of music, sang a lot of songs. And we sent this guy off. The exact way he wanted to go off. He's a real laid back fellow. He wanted to sit under this porch with the fans blowing on him and just hang out and talk. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Can you give me one of your favorite bachelor? If you if you feel safe to talk about it here live on Big Fan, the number one bachelor party memory. I've got mine. And you were at it. You were at this bachelor party okay. when it involved flying somewhere. Oh, that's a great one. Wow. One of my that was that was that was probably a, a great one. But I'll let you say okay. that one. One of my favorite one of my favorite moments was at my bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when we got you remember it, yeah, oh yeah. Okay. When we got down to the bachelor party, there was a lot of things going on. There was a bunch of guys there. There's a lot going on. So I remember two things. Before drifting off into a slumber the first night, because we got down there like late. And Where we were just you? Stayed at the. Um, we were at Myrtle Beach. Okay. And so we just stayed at the house Friday night or Thursday night or whichever one. But you know it was on because yes. we get we get down there at like six thirty or seven. Sure. So we get down there, and we're inside. And we eat. 
and then we come back and then, you know, a friend of ours was having car trouble. So like three or four people were downstairs under the house and they were revving this forerunner at midnight. And they all had their heads down to the engine. Trying to figure out what's wrong with the engine. Trying to figure out where it was. Knowing they know nothing about a car. Cops were coming or whatever. So we go out on the beach and we just... Take a beer, go out on the beach. We're going. We're all you know, twenty three, twenty four, sure. somewhere there. We go out on the beach, and we just going to go out there and see what's happening on the beach. So we're out there, and next thing you know, we're sitting there talking, kind of, kind of in a group, you know, but just kind of like looking out of the ocean, whatever. And we kind of all like, kind of get into a huddle just to kind of talk because it's wind, windy and everything. Next thing you know, a cop comes up on us, like within like four <laughs> feet, runs up on us, is like, "Hey, boys, no, thinking that we're underage, yes, or that we had you know something wrong." Yes, he was like. What's, what you got going on over here? And so we're all like, uh, nothing. You know, we're just hanging out. We're across the street and um, everything's everything's cool. He's like, you guys, can I see some IDs? So he saw IDs and whatever. Well, he goes, sir, you got something in your pocket? And all of us were like, uh-oh. 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 So as we know he's talking to our good friend, <laughs> he flashes his light over there and it is like he came out of the ocean. His the right side of his pants were drenched. Okay, they, they were j- just completely drenched, right? And he goes, oh, no. "Do you mind pulling out what's in your pocket?" So our friend sticks his hand in his pocket, and I was like, "I have no idea," because it's bulging, right? Oh, good lord! Maybe an octopus. A beer that he had put in his pocket upside down to hide from the police. Why he would have put it in upside oh, down? Rookie move. I don't know. Rookie move. But now he's got beer soiled <laughs> shorts and a cop that thinks this kid yes. is hiding something else. Something else is something going else. on here. Yes. But what Hilarious. he was hiding is he, he was not hiding any ignorance <laughs> because that was well on display. So that, let's put that as one uh, of my favorite moments. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Well, the favorite bachelor party moment of my life was when I received the invite to go to a bachelor party. A, a buddy of mine, but your age group. So we've always hung out together, right. but you've got your age group dudes that you grew up with. I've got mine. And typically you go, let me, let's just say this. I was, I was very happy that I received the invite to go on this bachelor party. Okay. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, even more enthusiastic about the fact that we're going on a plane yeah. and the plane is picking us up at the Hickory airport. Oh yeah. VIP status we're rolling in, right? It was was pretty nice. And so bring your own coolers onto the plane. I think you're sitting in the front seat at one time. You're the the cockpit. Yes, you were sitting in the front breathing in oxygen. I remember that. Yeah, Especially on the way home, man. That oxygen hit the spot. Kicks into gear. So we fly from Hickory to Biloxi, Mississippi. Is that right? Yep. And uh, going down there for one reason and one reason only, we're going to bankrupt that casino down there we're gonna bust it up it's gonna be the best bachelor party of all time we're gonna win so much money i mean we're gonna fly back we might buy a plane we're gonna win so much money and fly in a bigger plane back right yep wasn't that our mentality that was our mentality gonna break the bank break the bank here we go biloxi you ain't got nothing on these hickory boys so we fly out (laughs) we're getting there we fly up boom land on the tarmac 
freaking limo 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 waiting on us i felt like jay-z rolling off that plane (laughs) remember how like proud we We were were, yeah check me out nobody looking exactly just (laughs) us walking on the tarmac but we felt spectacular our pride was we was massive massive prideful moment so go straight i'll never forget it straight limo takes us to the casino where we're staying right? right the hotel in the casino I don't even drop my bags off in the room. Drop them front desk. Let me get some chips. Chips over here. Big baller. Walking into the casino. Changing 100. Changing 100, (laughs) ma'am. Changing 100. Will Roland and I sat on that blackjack table for three minutes. Changing 100. Changing 100. Right. Changing $300 lost in flight. Boom, boom, four minutes. So I back up from the table. Cocktail. I, I mean, we gotta, we gotta, gotta change we, yeah, let's change the vibe. Let's get the hell off this table and let's move on. Long story short, Hank, you were right there with me. We went through some ups and downs that trip. Let's don't get into it, but we, we arrived in a limo. And we left in like four separate cabs <laughs> that we could barely make the fare for. It was. I mean, it was rough. It, it was so home. rough. And I, I mean, let's not get into it. But I remember when we got to the casino. Yes. I went straight upstairs and slept. Do you remember that? I do recall. I went straight up. I very I, sleepy. Very sleepy. <laughs> I was very sleepy. And then I came down to everybody's surprise at about one thirty, and I get off the elevator. My shirt had. <laughs> Hunch punch or something all stained on it. And I get off the elevator and everybody's face is like, yeah, Hank's here. And then you see me and you're like, no, he's in bad shape. So uh, it was, yes. it was, we still have good, we, we do some good quotes from that trip. Yes. That, that is one of the most quotable trips we've ever been on for sure. Do you remember when I got locked in a stairwell? <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's amazing. That there's like 18 doors and you couldn't get out I of it. I could not find my way. So in my mind, because I was so tired and whatever, I was just thinking, I might die in here. And I remember I had three <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we've got to ration these. I have no water, but I have three cigarettes. So anyway, uh, just a great, great trip overall. And, I remember um, the day after the first, so the, set, the first morning we were there, you and Will thought you had dairy poisoning from all the white Russians that you had. Will consumed 28 <laughs> white Russians in one sitting. One setting. That's too much dairy. Too much dairy. Yes, it was. Anyway, great trips. Great to go down memory lane talking about our favorite bachelor party uh, memories, Hank. Congratulations Um, to the bachelor. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations. And there were marriages this weekend, so I will be there. It should be a very fine time. Um, Also, while you're coming back from States, I did the unthinkable Hank, and I did go see Guazella. What? Without you. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I promised my daughter that we'd see it. I knew you were at States. It was an afternoon that we had open that we had to go. It's really the only chance we'd be able to see it. And it was at the Carolina for three bucks, you this know. This is unbelievable. Well, Hank, I saved you $6 because you would have taken Harris with you. Possibly one of the worst movies of the summer. Maybe one of the worst movies of the last five summers really? combined. Really? So yeah, I'm glad that yeah, you, I'm, you should undermined be, me. Uh, you should be very happy that you didn't join us. However, the popcorn on this particular matinee day at the Carolina, magnificent. Magnificent. Do you like salty popcorn? Is so Carolina's popcorn to me is better than AMC's. And the other thing I do is I go to the butter dispenser. And I take a straw, right? Everybody does. Is that, that am I, I, like you're the only I, one? Like I'm a bad A with yeah. being able to do that. Well, we did that. The butter content 
and the popcorn, the extra large give you was wonderful. We got the combo. 11 bucks for extra large popcorn, extra large drink, and a full-size candy. You know how much that costs you at AMC? Uh, $1,200. That's, that's a cool 53 bucks yeah. right there. So anyway, Carolina's all day long. I mentioned them in my intro. We pop in Godzilla, a couple good previews. I always love the previews. And then it immediately starts before Godzilla. You, you had to wait 20, 30 minutes before you see Godzilla come out of the ocean and terrorize these cities and crap smash all these cars you know you see godzilla within the first 45 seconds of the movie he's already there huge body tiny head (laughs) this thing this come on create a better godzilla than this thing massive body tiny head head. just the tiniest head when you get a chance just look him google it look up godzilla i mean you'll look at this thing and say what in the hell were these designers doing creating this monster with this tiny head? Then, about 30 minutes in, we get to meet Mothra. Mothra is a moth, and his wings are very delicate. Like, you and I could probably defeat Mothra, Hank. This, he, he, he has beautiful colors. One of his weapons was he would shine his beautiful colors at you, and you're supposed to be mesmerized by its beauty. That was Mothra's weapon. Mothra's weapon of choice? Is shine these pretty lights. And you and everybody, when you see the lights, you're supposed to smile and like, oh, isn't it so beautiful? That is Mothra's weapon. That's not a good weapon. No, you and I could, I'm telling you, we defeat Mothra very easy. But uh, so it's two hours and eight minutes of. You draw him in with a wool sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Just not, not really good. Well, maybe I'm not so uh, angry now. Yes, don't be angry. Maybe we wait for DVD, and uh, this is what I compare it to. Remember how we talked about The Meg last year, the big shark movie? I watched it the other day. Okay. The Meg was like an Academy Award winner compared to Godzilla. <laughs> really? I mean, it's awful. It's terrible. It is what it is. It's a summer entertainment movie. That's yeah, what The Meg, the Meg is. You know? But it's summer entertainment. Yeah. Um, the Godzilla is not fall entertainment, spring entertainment, winter, or summer entertainment. It's just terrible. No entertainment. No entertainment. <laughs> I fell asleep in it. Don't tell Olivia, but I fell asleep for about 12 minutes. What did Olivia think? She, she liked it. <laughs> She's like, Dad's pretty good. And I was like, oh, Olivia, you'll learn, baby. You will learn. Oh. Yeah. So uh, what else you got going on uh, your neck of the woods, Hank? I know you had some really good things you wanted to talk about today. And you know what? I'm all ears. Well, you know, the two things I want to talk about. First thing is, is I'm surprised we've gotten this far into the podcast. And you haven't mentioned a UFO, okay? <laughs> so I, I didn't put this on the list of things that I wanted to talk about today and, yes. and, and talk about them with you because I didn't want you to, to have any fair <laughs> warning to this. Right. So number five is UFOs in Chad, okay? Okay. Had a couple people ask me what, what, what the deal is. What's going on What's with going you? On? Yeah. I assured them. That we are not going after the UFO market. That's not the listener base <laughs> we're going for. It's a huge market, Hank. Is it? It's massive. Is it? At least 12 listeners. I committed 12 listeners. to these people <laughs> that we are not having another UFO conversation until the Area One, Area 51 massacre. We'll talk about that. You know, they've called that off now. Of course they yes, have. It's, it's canceled. Of it's course canceled. they have. Yes. Did you? They, they ran some like the uh, like diagnostic, like, okay, what are the chances of all this stuff happening? And it comes down to massacre of a million people every <laughs> yes. time. So, Chad, the topic number five, I'm going to cross off the list. Yes. No UFOs today. No UFOs today. 
I can't promise you tonight I'm going out on the town a little bit. And you know, when I go out in the town, I'm always looking at stars when I come back to my house because my deck is designed specifically for me to look to the heavens. Why is it? And I bought it. See, I'm telling you, it's some kind of divine intervention that this deck has this perfect spot cut out between trees that I can stare at the heavens. What do you think that means? Someone's calling me. They want me to look up there. So you 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 think because you can see <laughs> the sky that yes. there's a calling to you for think, some reason. I think so. So think nobody else in this town can walk outside their door and look straight up. What well, the other thing yeah, is is why is it that every time you see this stuff mm-hmm. it's 2 a.m. <laughs> you've been out since 6 p.m. Well, the one and you could be falling in and out of consciousness possibly. as your head is dangling over the chair <laughs> looking straight up. And that's normally what is happening. But don't forget the, the episode I saw with the alien girl. Walking who put, your dog. Yeah, No, this is when I was in the car with my daughter, and we go by Viewmont School, and the girl puts the, her robe, her, remember the robe, over her head and then vanished? Yep. It was broad daylight, bro. Broad daylight. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. For goodness sake, let's move on. Uh, you know, one of the things that was funny to me, this is something I want to talk to you about. It's yeah. happening to me today. So I go to lunch with my mom. Okay. We had a lovely lunch. We have a good, you know, my mom and I have a great relationship. We had, you know, had lunch together. There's something funny about your parents when they become in empty nesters. They don't have crap going on, man. They have zero going on. Yeah. Right? And so uh, trying to figure out what, like, what they what they got going on rests solely on what you got going on. Okay, you know what I'm saying. They're very interested in what you do. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and it's not in an intrusive way. You know, sometimes it can be, but you know, it's like what you got going on. Eating soup tonight. <laughs> You're like, I get that. I mean, like the rest of the day, what are you doing, man? You know. Yeah. And so you got to figure out. All right, what are you doing? All right, that's a six seven six seven second conversation. How about dad? He's sitting in the chair probably right now doing word search. So you know, I the empty nest thing. The only reason I bring that up is I hope I'm bebopping around. There's a guy that works out where I work out at lunch. He shoots pool every day. He's got. He's in a dance club. He plays. Uh, cards. He he bops around like it's nobody's business. That's sure. what I want. My mom. Look what my mom does. Yeah. You know, she she's, has she's something everywhere. going on at all times. And so she has a lot of energy. Ask me what my dad does. What's your dad do? He sits on the couch, does a world, doing word, word search, just like your dad does. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people just don't have that want to do more when they retire and they want to chill they, yeah. your mom does all my kinds mom of does stuff a bunch too. of stuff but yeah. i was talking about you know empty nesters in yeah. general it's just you know once it gets to the point where maybe you're not working or certain responsibilities are out of your way yeah whew, yeah it's like nothing in the world's happening <laughs> it's like nothing in the world what's don't let we that happen <laughs> me and you don't let no. that happen to each other Dude, okay once i retire I've, and all my kids are grown and they're in college and they get their own families I'm starting this UFO club, bro. All right, and I want you to be a charter member of it. All right, we're going to travel around all over the country. Oh, I'll travel. We are going to find some aliens. I'll travel wherever you want to go, but I'm not sitting in a field chanting. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not breaking my vacation. You got it. Okay. Okay. Seems fair. Seems fair. So, how often do you eat lunch with your mama? Oh, not often. Yeah. So it was special. It was special. It was special. I think any time. You can do a lunch or a dinner, and it's one of your parents, or mom or dad. Yep. 
it's special. It man, is special these days, you know, because it is special. It, we don't have that much time. We're so busy, busy, busy. But just to take an hour out of your day, just to say, "Hey, mom, let me take you to lunch," or "Dad, I'm picking you up. We'll go grab breakfast." That's some good right. stuff. So we eat lunch. I mean, we eat dinner every Sunday as That's a family. Right. You every get Sunday to do we that. do. Yeah. But you know, having lunch is is different. It's something that my mom and I just did. But I used to when I'd work, kind of a, a cool thing. I think about now is my dad's 85. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not like spring chicken, spring chicken, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're on, you know, I don't have 30 more years with him. Yes. So, you know, when I got my first job, I used to go over there and we used to talk and I'd be 22 and we have a drink together and it'd be every Friday. We'd have a drink together and we'd talk about life. You go over to his house? Over or? his house. Okay, cool. And, and we'd have, you know, a drink together and we'd, we'd talk about life and you know, I try to talk about work and politics and all that, and he just sit there and listen to me. Mm-hmm. He just, I'd talk about, you know, why, why this isn't working in politics and what, how a business should be run and all. This you knew stuff. it all, right? I knew it all. You were all known. And then about, I'd say about five, six, six years, mid thirties, I went to my dad and I was like, man, I want to thank you. He's like, what for? And I was like, I want to thank you for letting me sit in here. And act like I knew what I was talking about, <laughs> and you didn't say I was a dumbass. Yes, because yes. that's what he should have done. Because yeah. I I didn't know anything about what I was talking about, and that's good. You know, that's a good thing about parents. Like right now, you know, you want to tell your kid, "Hey, you're doing wrong. You're doing wrong. You're doing wrong." It takes a real strong parent to let your kid do your own their own thing, Absolutely. you know, and not interfere with it. Sure. And I think that that was funny because you know now I appreciate my dad sitting back and not pushing me in a direction. Let me figure it out my own way and now mm-hmm. figuring out that I was just an idiot. Yeah, so that once you get out of high school and into college and out of college, you realize how freaking smart your parents really oh, yeah. were cuz you thought they were idiots before. Oh, yeah. But now they are just brilliant people, right? Oh yeah. That's how it all it always works. Hopefully our kids, your kid your kids think you're an idiot. I'm sure I'm not year far away from it, you know, but you know, the funny thing is I was talking about this today is at 10, you know, he's at 10. Yeah. You only got a few more years, like even in the greatest relationship when he's 16, he's going to have friends and no uh, time for his daddy work and Feel school yeah. and all that stuff. And it, you just don't get to hang out with them as much. Yeah. Now they are giving you your und- undivided attention. It's pretty amazing, which is awesome. And you don't have very many years of this. Yes. And so I think that that's pretty cool too. But you know, at some point, you know, you get called out on some stuff by your kid, like, Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yes. I know all about this. Well, Hank, let's take a quick break, buddy. All right. Let's thank our sponsors, and we'll come back with some very exciting new topics. Hello. This is Chris from the Foot Candle Film Podcast. Are you interested in promoting your business to an online audience? Your ad could be right here. Consider advertising on the Mesh Podcast Network. Head over to themesh.tv for details. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Thank you for listening to the big fans. So happy to have you here. We're coming to you again, I like to say, live on July. What is the date here? It is the 31st. 31st. July 31st. You always say live, and we're, I know. We're, I just, we're not live. I think, you know why? So Brent Musburger was one of my favorite broadcasters of all time, and he would start the uh, broadcast by saying, Coming to you live from Alabama or whatever, you know. So well, that, they were live. That's I know. But they, I can't get that. <laughs> Shut up. I can't. That's why I say it because okay. it just sounds good rolling off your tongue. Say it with me. Coming to you live. I won't say that okay. with you. Thank you, Hank. Thank you. <laughs> well, anyway, there's. We haven't done. We haven't touched on Hank's hierarchy this mm-hmm. weekend. What I want to, to start the topic with today, if we, if I may, Hank. So my daughter and I, Lucy Rose, who's a massive uh, thrill ride seeker. 
So she's only 10 years old, but she wants to ride the biggest ride. She wants to ride the fastest ride. And so the last probably year and a half, two years, we go to Carowinds. We go anywhere with a roller coaster. Like she's devious enough. She'll put a hat on when she wasn't tall enough to ride the rides or wear shoes with big kind of soles so she could qualify for the height to ride them. Nice. This is how in enthusiastic about you love riding them too i love it i can't get enough of it so we're like a match made in heaven so anyway we call it amusement park august so she and i just she and i will go i take a day off work or a half day and i pick her up and we just go to carowinds we'll go wherever there's a roller coaster you go early or late well the last two times we leave early yeah so i'll get like we got went to carowinds on a wednesday when there was maybe 12 people there nobody was there it was awesome and we go right when the doors open and then we get all our rides in and we come home before six. Right. The year before, we didn't go. I worked half a day and then I took her about one and we stayed all night till it closed. So I'm not sure what we'll do next week, but we're going next week. So what I task you with today, Hank, um, amusement park rides. There were some probably that you've ridden that you remember because, oh, it was so scary or, oh my gosh, it was so fast or it sucked or it was my first ride on a roller coaster. Okay, so let's start at number five, Hank. Tell me your number five amusement ride of all time. Do you remember White Lightning? Of course I remember White Lightning. All right, White Lightning. How could you forget it? That was one of, you know, because it was when we were little. That was one of the first scary ones. Like, yes. there's another one in this list that I had that I was scared. You know, it comes Me back too. to what you remember. Me too. So White Lightning, when, when I would go to Carowinds, You'd go right when you'd be like, there's white There it is. And your stomach would get a little nervous just by walking by yeah, it. We're, get, we're getting ready to hammer that. Yeah. So to tell our audience a little bit about White Line, and it was at Carowinds, and it was the roller coaster that would go up and do a loop, and then would go to the top, and then backwards it would do a loop, and that was it. That's all you did on White Lightning. Right. But it was scary it's enough. Scary. So White Line, unfortunately, White Line is not there it's anymore. Gone. It's I gone. I think they've got like the – what is it, 360 or... There's a couple... I, I can't remember the exact ride that took its place, but uh, anyway, we miss you. R.I.P., uh, Mr. White Lining, we miss you. My number five spot is also at Carowinds, Hank, and it's a little ride called the Frenzoid. And oh, the yeah. reason why it was so important to it's like me... a battleship, right? Yes, it's, like a, it's ship. a ship, and it goes up, and it goes all the way upside down, and it stays there for several seconds, and then it comes back. And it wasn't the scariest of rides, but I remember when it came out when I was in high school, it was kind of... I'm not going to say cutting edge, but yes, any ride that you were upside down for multiple seconds and change is falling out of people's pockets. And happened all. every time. You know what man. I'm saying? You would see like a camera fall out and bef- yep. think about now with cell phones. I bet, shoot, all these sunglasses. kids are losing sunglasses. Boom. But my, the reason I've got it in my top five list, Hank, and I've told this story maybe once or twice on this podcast. This is a ridiculous story. This story is hilarious. This, this, this should <laughs> just dethrone any credibility you have. Oh, this didn't happen to me. This I happened, know that you, you continue yes. to tell this story. Okay, so we were on an eighth grade field trip slash trip or whatever with the school. I think it might have been Beta Club. And the Frenzoid had just opened. It was like brand new, brand new Frenzoid, eighth grade. I want to say 1988. So we go, we wait in line, and I'm with a group of all my friends, and we get on the Frenzoid, and we go up and down and backwards, blah, blah, blah. Well, we get off the Frenzoid, and this one girl who's a big friend of mine, I've known her for since I was five, tells this whopper of a story how she smuggled a snow cone on the Frenzoid. Would never right? happen. <laughs> right. So she's eating the snow cone on Frenzoid, and it begins to go up and down and up. Been down if higher. You were, if you were higher. on the Frenzoid and you saw somebody with a snow cone, you would smack it out of their hand. 
Yes, or tell the dudes, hey, this dude, she's got a snow cone over here. Don't let her on the trip, on the ride. Well, anyway, she says it goes all the way upside down. The snow cone falls out of the little triangle holder that a snow cone is. It comes back around and... It pops right back in the snow cone holder at the bottom of the ride. She swears by this story. So that every time I, the Frenzoid's still in operation too. I, we saw it the other day or last year when I took a Lucy Rose and I told her that story and she was looking at me like, what? Yeah, that's, what a that's ridiculous, ridiculous story. But anyway, Frenzoid coming at five just because of the snow cone story. Snow cone story. Yes. All right. Oh, let's say, let me hear four. Okay. Number four. I went to my first probably amusement park. When I was little, little, yes. little. And we went to a place called King's Island, which is in Ohio. Okay. Okay. And there is a ride there called The Beast. And I, I pulled some <sighs> facts about it. It was built in 1979 as the tallest, fastest, and longest wooden roller coaster. Oh, very cool. Okay. Still to this day, it's the longest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it goes over 35 acres. That's, I mean, it's just a big, wow. gnarly wood Roller coaster. Yeah. It was scary as heck. Yeah. Because it was fast and there's loops and it was, it was crazy. But uh, so that's why Kings Island and the Beast is coming in. And remind me, before. Kings Island is located where? In Ohio. Ohio. Very good. Ohio's got, it's supposed to be like the the place to go for thrill rides. Yeah, amusement Cedar parks. Point. Yeah, Cedar Point. All kinds yeah, yeah, of yeah. big, big places. Need to check out Ohio, my, Lucy Rose and I. Coming in at four for me. Um, it's, this would be on everybody's kind of like must do list just because it's been around for so long. And it's not that the ride is so great, but it's just an iconic ride. So Walt Disney world, Orlando has a ride called space mountain, right? Everybody who's been to Disney world has ridden it again, not the scariest, not the fastest, but I would say the most iconic roller coaster, maybe in all the world because it's at Disney world and it's been around for a long time. The story I tell you about this, um, my girls and I went to Disney World several years ago, and so Olivia was just new to Thrill Ride. She wasn't really right. a big fan, but I talked her into riding Space Mountain. We get to go into Disney. Not many people get to do this. We paid extra dollars to eat breakfast with Tigger or whatever, and right. so the doors don't open officially until 9, but we're in at the park at 7.30 eating breakfast, but they won't let you go all the way into the park until it opens. But we're already inside if you catch right. my gist. Hey, drift. Yeah. So. Nine o'clock, or maybe it's eight o'clock. You hear these ding dong, bing, all these bells, this wonderful music, birds chirping. And then the doors to the open Walt Disney World open, and kids just start rushing through, rushing through. And I'm like, Liv, let's go, Space Mountain, let's beat the rush, let's yeah. get there. We put on, turn on the jets, zoom, we are first in line, Space Mountain opening, right? Opening. So we get in there, and she's like, Dad, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure. I was like, Pop in here, this is gonna be great. I don't tell her really what to expect. Well, I hear her 15 seconds into the ride screaming, get me out of here because it's dark yeah. and it's fast. Oh, yeah. We get off the ride. She's so mad at me. She starts, I can't but punching me and all that stuff. And since then, she's never <laughs> ridden a roller coaster since. It's ruined her. She will Olivia? not. Olivia will not okay. ride any. Not Lucy Rose. Not, oh, Lucy Rose would yeah. ride it a million so times. Olivia has never she, ridden one. That's the only roller. She barely will ride. She won't ride the swings. I really messed her up on Space Mountain, bro. And so Man, I'll tough. take it to my grave. I hate that. And hopefully she'll snap out of this one day, but she hates thrill rides because of Space Mountain. Mm. But anyway, we still wrote it. Yeah. She, can, she can tell her kids she rode Space Mountain, right? She won't take them on it, though. <laughs> You're right. You're right about that. All right, come on at three. All right. I, a couple of years ago, we went to Dollywood. And if you've ever been to Dollywood, it's, it's, it's a great 
blue collar amusement yes. park. It's yes. great. And uh, Dollywood has something called the Tennessee Tornado. Mm-hmm. And it looks like somebody built it in their back lot. <laughs> I mean, it's like weeds are grown up and yes. you got concrete walls that are like spray painted and stuff. But it's fast. And it's cool. Yes. So the Tennessee Tornado is coming in at number three. Cool. I'm going to try to go to Dollywood in August amusement park uh, month of amusement parks or whatever with Lucy Rizzo. We'll try to do Dollywood. Give me, just real quickly, give me a scope of size from Dollywood to Carowinds. So it's much smaller than Carowinds? It's smaller than Carowinds. Yeah. And it only has maybe a handful of really fast thrill rides? Yeah, I'd or? say three. Okay. They've got that like Screaming Eagle one. Yep. It's shaped like an eagle. Oh, cool. Your legs hang. Dangling. And yeah. then they, maybe that and the Tennessee Tornado are the only two that you go upside okay. down. But it's worth going to check out. Yeah. For, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird because it's kind of like a little Carowinds inside of Myrtle Beach. Okay. You know, because Pigeon Forge and that yes. Gatlinburg, it's, you know, it's go-karts and right. putt-putt and all that. It's kind of like well, Myrtle be Beach kind of That's stuff. a fun kind of little weekend yeah. getaway. It is. All right, cool. Coming in up number three for me, we'll make this real fast. Uh, Hank. I went to a place called SeaWorld, and it was we took the girls about four or five years ago while we were at Disney World. And the SeaWorld that I remember from being a little boy, it was just a bunch of animals. You had killer whales and dolphins and turtle shows and all kinds of stuff. Well, to compete, they've in, in created huge roller coasters there now, too. So you have amusement park rides along with the killer whales. Actually, I don't even know if they do killer whale shows there anymore. Do. I think they're gone. So they had to do something to bring uh, – Fans in and customers in. They have a ride there called the Manta Ray. Phenomenal roller coaster. I think you're, this is one your legs hang too. And so you're zipping through the air like you're in the ocean, soaring like a Manta Ray. Nice. Very nice ride. Coming in at number three, number, SeaWorld. Yes. Number two for me is at Disney. So we went to Disney a couple years ago and they have two. One is called Rock. I, I've got two tied for second. Yeah. Rock and roller coaster. Love it. Almost okay. made my list. Okay, so the Aerosmith one, it was great because it's that you're sitting in that car, you got to get to your show. Yes. You know, and it's five, four, three, two, one, and it <laughs> takes off. It's yep. great. The, the one that I like the best, though, is we went to Universal yeah. the day before. And so there's one called Rip Roar and Rocket. And it is um, on Universal, and it is a ride where it's music driven. You get to pick what song you want and so harris wanted to do it well it starts off it does a 90 degree turn and it sits straight up i've seen a picture of this thing yes it sits straight up so you go straight up on this one and you get to pick your music so i pick my music because the it's while you're riding and it's sabotage i pick sabotage by the beastie Beastie boys Boys. so i pick his music i lean over and i pick sabotage for him you know so we have the same music right sure so you climb this hill straight up and then you get down, and it's upside down, and it's crazy. It's fast. At the end of it, with the music, it was just incredible. Oh, wow. Sounds so And cool. I was like, buddy, was that not cool with the music? And he was like, what music? <laughs> I realized the speakers were like two feet over his head, and he couldn't hear the music, so it didn't even matter. Oh, what he was, so you know, funny. It was just over yeah. his head. But uh, Rip Roaring Rocket, that was a great one. Universal. Oh, i got to check that out. That sounds great. Uh, two, this, my number two is more for sentimental reasons. Um, it's the Carolina Cyclone at Carowinds, and the reason being it was the first real roller coaster that I've, I ever rode as a little boy. So I was so, I was kind of like Olivia. I was very scared of rides. I mean, I really was. I kind of was too. Yeah, I didn't want to do them. And then I remember all my buddies, I I might've been in sixth grade and they were like, come on, dude, we've been, 
We stayed in the arcade playing that game called Gauntlet. You remember? Oh, yeah. Gauntlet or whatever. And yeah. you were like, you could be a wizard or a Valkyrie or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of riding rides, we sat in this arcade for four hours just feeding quarters in this thing. And by the end of the day, they were like, come on, let's at least ride a ride. Well, they taught me into riding the Carolina Cyclone. I'll never forget it. And ever since then, I can't get enough. And it's a race. That was the cool thing about it. wasn't the Cyclone. It was the blue one and the red one. No, that's that was Thunder Road. That, that was Thunder, Thunder Road. Road. The right. Cyclone was the one that it was, had a bunch of corkscrews and a couple loop-de-loops, and you went very fast. It was their go-to coaster for many years right, right, at Carowinds. Right. Yes. All right, hit me with number one, bro. Number one for me, you've already said it, but it's sentimental. It's Space Mountain. Yes. Okay, the reason that I say that is because there is there is a – I, we went back to – I went to Disney World a couple of years ago, and there are things that I remember that I remember vividly when I was seven years old when yeah. I was there. It was the, the water ride through the jungle. I remember that. Yes. And the, uh, the one with uh, the water, the Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain, yeah. And then the, this one was crazy because it was, it was real futuristic, sure, right? Sure. And so you're going up there, and I could tell Harris wasn't feeling the future. He's like, this kind of, you know, this stuff. It wasn't like it was when we were little. Right. But you get in that dark seat, and you take off, and you don't know if you can raise your hand, yes. you're going to bang sure. your head. I remember scooting down in my seat going, <laughs> I don't want to smack my head here. Yes. But it, I think it's a great ride. But sentimental is factor yes. is playing heavily on me. Absolutely. And a lot of these rides... You'll never forget the first time you rode them, man. Yeah. They're very sentimental. They mean something to you. Coming in at number one for me, it's a ride that's new to Carowinds. It's called the Fury. Brother, it is by far, hands down, if you like thrill rides, you like roller coasters, this is a must-do. It's the fastest. It's the longest drop. It's got all these records that it holds. At Little old Carowinds has this monster of a roller coaster. And so... Uh, Lucy Rose and I last time rode it because the crowd was nobody was there. We would ride it, get back in line six times in a row, and it never got old. Oh. The Fury at, the, at Carowinds. We'll ride it next week. Awesome. Yeah, Hank. So anyway, buddy, enjoyed that little uh, ride on the roller coasters of life there through our podcast today. A big fan. Um, I look forward to a couple great things coming next week we can talk about in two weeks. But I've got the wedding coming up. We've got the... All the fantasy football drafts are just right around the corner. We've got all that good stuff coming up. There are a couple concerts and music venues. I think that Jennifer and I are hitting in two weeks in Asheville where we can talk about what you got going on, bud. Man, that sounds like – Oh, and then we got school. Then we got school. Yeah, I was going to say we only got 28 days till school starts. Um, We've got a couple of things that are happening – between now and then, nothing like big, big. You know, we we hammered Y'all, all our big stuff. Yeah, out of the way. So um, nothing big. You know, I, it looks like we're gonna have a lot to talk about on your plate. So yeah, it should be fun. Uh, I'm sure we'll filter something in there. Absolutely. Well, buddy, it's good seeing you again. Go see Godzilla Never. on D, on DVD. And uh, anyway, to our big fan listeners, don't forget download us, subscribe to us, themesh.tv. This podcast, this venue, place that we're at, what studio that we're at. They have some remarkable things going on. You've got John Reap that's coming in here right after our show um, to lay it down tonight. And then there's a golf show. We've got the really hot thing that we might – we might next bring week, next week bring it to the table. Is I know you guys love us and you know always compliment us on how good looking Hank and I are. Well, you're gonna be able to see us live. Not really. Well, is it live? No, it's not live. But we <laughs> we in our studio, the gracious production folks here have set up all these cameras, and so we're gonna be 
you'll be able to see us while we talk and do our stuff. You'll be able to see us on streaming. Where, where do we? Where do they find us? Cool. The same way you find us audio wise, you can find us video wise. So the mesh.tv, download us, check us out. You know, I think iTunes, you can get us, all kinds of places you can find us. So anyway, it's some new great technology they've got here at the Mesh Studios. We're glad to be a part of it. Hank, until next time, peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.